0: Hi and welcome to the Punting Monologue. I'm Sonny Munn. I'm with the recently moved Benny Clifton. Not in an emotional sense or a spiritual sense, just in a house moving sense. So have you unpacked everything from last week, if mate?
1: If we sound a little bit flat, that's because we are... <laughs>
0: <laughs> no we'll- Oh mate, yeah, pulling the curtain back, letting people know that we definitely, definitely had this conversation about forty five minutes ago. <laughs> and you know what? Little tip for the punters out there, here's the first one that you can cash in this weekend. Make sure you're recording. Okay. <laughs> now that you've got that tip in your ear holes, and I'm assuming if you're hearing this we are recording. Benny, you moved house last week. You had a pregnant wife, a toddler, Friday night races to grapple with. Are you Are back in the game this week at Flemington, mate? Yeah,
1: I'm back. I mean, yeah, we did try to get the monologue off the ground last week, but we ran out of time. And But um, I don't think the punters missed out on anything because it was a tough old night at the Valley. Um, but, yeah, Flemington this week, good card of racing and hopefully a good track by the time the races roll around because, I mean, there's been a little bit of rain in Melbourne during the week, but good drying track and not much rain on Saturday, uh, no rain on Saturday. So should be drying out, rail out nine metres, should be fair enough. I think you'll be able to sit up on the speed wing. I think you'll be able to come from behind. So no excuses this week.
0: Yeah, the last time I asked someone about the track at Flemington, it wasn't too long ago now, they told me that normally the best horse wins. It's that sort of track. (laughs) Uh,
1: Yes, it is a a track where I think uh, uh, most horses get, get their chance what I probably try and steer clear is if horses are going to be stuck on the rail it's it does seem a difficult position at Flemington to get out of and it does seem to be inferior ground so if you're in the you know if you're making ground down the middle I think that's a good place to be and if you're up hard on the speed I think that's also a good place to be so yeah I think we've got a good mix of horses who are going to settle back settle forward and hopefully some winners All
0: right, well, let's settle back, settle forward, and settle into the mix. Let's start, as we always do, with race one over 1,200 metres. Our joint favourites at the time of recording, we've got Buse and Etienne, both at 4.40. Then it's Extravagant Star at five bucks, Anilla at nine. And, hey, just on a hunch, I'm going to mention Pioneer River at about 14 bucks, Ben.
1: Well, unbelievably, Sonny man, that since we recorded the last one, it's been scratched.
0: No way! <laughs> yeah, in the last what
1: twenty minutes, the rivers run dry. So um...
0: <laughs> you're ending careers, <laughs> not just ours but horses as well. Oh, we should have scratched ourselves this morning.
1: All right. Well, I'm not going to mention it then. What that means is that Eddie N, who's well in the market, gets a run and has changed things around a little bit. But I oh. thought Edian was a bit tight in the market. They opened it up really short. Nice horse up on speed. Going to be a chance, but. Um, happy to be against it. Buse is the horse who I think is the real weakness in the market. I think that race is coming out of at Flemington last start is inferior to this because, I I mean, this is an $80,000 benchmark 78, but this is much stronger than these races normally are. So uh, the horse I want to be with is number 13, Extravagant Star. I think since the change of camp to the Maher, David Eustace, uh, it's really come back uh, to its best. And last start at Rose Hill ran a really good, uh, time ran right through the line and uh, really good late section. So, third up here, James McDonald on board, Barrier 10. Uh, it's got options from there, and uh, it'll be hard to beat someone with number 13, Extravagant Star.
0: Yeah, you know what? I thought you might have been leaning towards a two horse play, but when one of them gets scratched, it makes it pretty bloody hard to do that. Let's go to race two now. Over one thousand, the dash for cash. Hold on to those caps, hats, and stacks and dacks. We've got Blue Illusion at two twenty-five, Wolfgang at four forty, Bodyguard at five fifty. Dublin down is at eight. Centre Square is in single figures at nine, and it finally starts to blow out then.
1: Yeah, this is one for the jump out and troll perverts. Um, <laughs> it's just. <laughs> No such thing as a positive pervert, is there? I mean, everyone leers and
0: pervs at occasions, but gee, it gets a bum rap pervert, doesn't
1: it? None of these horses obviously had a start, and it's one of the early season two-year-old races that just isn't my cup of tea, kettle of fish, as they say. So uh, happy to sit this one out. Steering clear
0: of the pervert cup in race two. Just have a think if this is really a bet you want to place, especially if it's in race two. Have a think about some other life choices as well, by the sounds of things. Race 3 over 1800 our favorite is Riff Rocket at 2 bucks 70 Apulia at 5 Rip Roar is at 9 and Ambassadorial at 10 bucks.
1: Yeah, I mean this is a tricky little race because a lot of form lines coming together. The market has really trended towards Riff Rocket number 6 with uh, trained by Chris Waller ridden by James McDonald. Two runs back have been good. But I do feel like it's a little limited. Um so I'm happy to be against it at that short quote the horse I want to be with is Rip Roar I just think two runs back at Mooney Valley had absolutely no luck it was a complete forgive they took it back to Bendigo had a nice run in behind him was a narrowish win only won by three quarters of a length but it was a good margin the third ran really nice time was a short price on in that race and I just think it's looking for this 1800 meters barrier three suits it'll sit just in behind the leaders and I think at that price, you can have something each way and get a good run for your money. So happy to back a Rip Roar.
0: Happy for you to back it indeed, mate. Let's go to race four now. And race four is over the mile at Flemington this Saturday. Number two, Legacies is your favourite at 360. Poifect at five bucks. DeSonic Boom at 750. Nadachi is also in single figures at nine. And it is one hell of a big field after that.
1: Yeah, all the fillies trying to get a little bit of black type. I mean, Legacies here has been well backed in the early markets into 3 dollars sixty-three $3.70. I thought it was disappointing last start. I mean, it did take on the males, but um, I just thought with the run it had, it should have finished off the race a little bit better. And I don't necessarily think it's crying out for the 1,600 metres. So um, I'm against Legacies. I'm against the Sonic Boom. I thought it was in the fast lane last start at Caulfield and ah, the run was a little bit flattering, I'd, um, it's never looked like a horse, I mean, it runs on from the back, it's never looked like a horse who is looking for further, so I'm against it, the horse I'm with is perfect, I mean, it's coming out of the same races to Sonic Boom, but it was in the wrong part of the track, and I think the most important thing about this, it was completely off the map, 380 into $3 in the last half an hour of betting, it'll have to go back from barrier 13, I think, but this is a horse who, um, judging by the way they've prepped it up here is he's, he's going to get out to 2000 meters this um prep so i think they'll ride it cold and uh come down the middle i think that could be a good place to be at flemington just off the off the rails so Poifek is a nice filly um I think it's got a bit more upside than some of the others in the race.
0: You heard it here first, Poifect in race four. Race five is over eleven hundred meters. We've got I Am Unstoppable floating around three bucks at the time of recording. This time, Archo Nacho is floating around the four-dollar mark. Stratton Angel at four eighty. Libertad is at seven fifty, and it's double figures after that, mate.
1: Yeah, I mean this is a tough race, and I think it's probably the theme for the rest of the Melbourne Carnival. Is you're going to get a lot of different form lines coming together because they are sort of their feature races. So, look, I am unstoppable. I think it's probably entitled to be favourite. It was a little bit unlucky last start behind Archo Martin Archer. It was held up a little bit, but. I just feel like those two horses in particular on that day were in the right lane. You have a look at horses in that replay that were sort of wider out. They just couldn't make any ground. So I think that's a little bit flattering. Although they're nice Colts, these two, I do think that those last out performances were a little bit flattering. Don Corleone's um, dropping back from the A grade. It's probably a chance at big odds. Libertad, I mean, started really short behind Cylinder. Last start in the run to the Rose was very disappointing uh, after a nice run and Stratton Angel's coming from a completely different form line altogether So yeah, good luck punters. I cannot point you in any direction of a winner here because um, Of those aforementioned reasons.
0: It's just a good reminder that you don't have to bet in every single race on the day Have a think about what gambling is really costing you guys and set yourself a deposit limit then we can head on over to race six our favorite. Oh, it's already been running one. It's starting to drift from its opening price. Princess Grace at about a buck sixty-five now. Then we have Life Lessons at about six bucks. And my Oman this week, Skew Whiff at $8.50. I would say a race in three, but it seems like a race in one, mate. Can you run me through why this is so incredibly short?
1: Yeah, it does seem like a race in one. Um, until we've just seen this early sort of market move for Life Lessons, but I'll start with a favorite, Princess Grace. It is short. I mean, started $5.50 behind Mr. Brightside and Alligator Blood last start in the Maccabi Diva. It's sort of got really good Group one weight wait-for-age form. Mapswell, James McDonald, Chris Waller can't really fault it, so when we first recorded it was a lot shorter than currently so it's drifted a little bit dollar $1.80 feels about the right price for this horse and the market will get there eventually as I mentioned there's been money for life lessons just as we record um, I mean this was a good run behind Amelia's Jewel last start and the that's a lope I thought it really dug in when Amelia's Jewel pulled up beside it I mean I didn't expect it to start this short but given that some of the pros have stepped into it already that yeah, they thought the $8 was too big and whack into $6 and uh, probably start a little bit shorter on the day. Skew if probably, uh, now that there's been money for the favourite, now there's been money for Life Lessons, they'll probably drift a little bit with that uh, New Zealand form and having to carry the penalty. So, uh, look, Princess Grace is probably the winner. Life Lessons, obviously, the biggest danger, but uh, I don't think there's any meat there for me to be back in any of those.
0: No meat on the bone, but I like skew If drifting my omen. It's for anyone wondering out there, our humble host, Benny, his brother is good friend of the pod, Whiff. So I sort of see Benny as a bit of a bizarro Whiff, a bit of a skew Whiff. And I don't blame you for uh, not asking me, Ben, because I told you that about 20 minutes ago.
1: and then we went into some sort of seinfeld spiel
0: mate hilarity ensued the hijinks it was spontaneity at its finest but you know what they say about spontaneity you can only do it once let's go to race seven now and it is a monster (laughs) flick the kettle on and take the dog for a walk it's over two and a half kilometers plus another 10 just tack it on there guys the lexus first immortal is your favorite it's at about three bucks forty at the moment, and then it's Athabascan. Mm. Could have spent the last twenty minutes trying to work out how to pronounce it. Athabascan, <laughs> Athabascan, potato, potato. That's about six fifty.
1: Athabascan.
0: That's good enough for me. That's at six fifty. Goldman is at seven fifty, and then it really does start to drift yet again. And there are way too many horses in this race.
1: Yeah, and I mean the the betting has changed complexion a little bit with Carini being uh, scratched already. It was well in the market at four dollars forty. I, I was completely against it. I thought seventeen hundred meters up to fifteen uh, up to twenty five hundred meters was a bad setup let's talk about this first immortal this is a horse who i think it's destined for much, destined for sort of group races which it's landed in here i think it is destined for a melbourne cup at some stage as well because i don't know if it's this year it might be next year melbourne cup caulfield cup i don't think it'll be out of place because this is a horse who worked through its grades really well last campaign and what i love just first up was really potent second up it went back in class there and just toyed with them with a really big weight. Drops 9 kilos here. Barrier 20 is probably the sticky situation for it. Do they push forward? Are they really trying to get into the Melbourne Cup this year, which you know this uh, race offers a free ticket, so they probably are, But and they'll probably sneak in with a really light weight. But I just don't know. Is it is it ready to, to hit the big time at this time, or, or is next year a better time? But time will tell. <laughs> I don't want to back it at that price. I do have a lot of time for the horse but uh, I was hoping the market might miss it a little bit if it was six dollars I'd be happy to back it but leave this one alone I think Goldman the intention for these connections is unclear because it's already got a ticket into the Melbourne Cup so will they be trying here or will it be a prep run and Athabascan I mean it's put together two nice wins yeah, in rock hard fit so it's probably a chance but yeah sticky little race but nah, first of all horse on the up and I don't don't blame me if you want to back it.
0: If this year's Cup would be too soon for First Immortal, would you just have a crack at it anyway? Is this a stupid question? Like, if it won here, would the trainers ever say, you know what, nah, we don't want to burn it out or for whatever reason not race it? Or do you just want the prestige of being in the Cup to have a crack at it?
1: No, it might not be too soon, but I think it sort of just crept up on me a little bit in that I thought, oh, maybe it's a prep away. Like, when I went for a spell before this preparation, I thought, oh, this is a promising horse, but I just thought maybe next year it'll be the horse, but... It's probably crept up on their connections a little bit because the two figures it's done since it's been back have been really strong. So, you know, if it sneaks in the Melbourne Cup, it's a live chance because to get in the Melbourne Cup, it has to win this race and that'll be a huge performance. So, yeah, look, yeah, if it wins on Saturday, it can probably win the Melbourne Cup.
0: Ipso facto, get on it now for the Cup because if it wins this weekend, it will shrink in the odds. Set yourself that deposit limit and always just imagine what you could be buying instead. All right, mate. Straight to the big one now: the Turnbull Stakes here, over two thousand metres, and a very interesting horse from Hong Kong, Romantic Warrior, at about two bucks ten. Osapenko is at six bucks? West Wind blows at seven fifty. Solcum at eight fifty. But we need to talk about Romantic Warrior. What do you got for me?
1: This horse is a megastar over in in Hong Kong. We don't see it often that Hong Kong bring their horses here, let alone their absolute. A-graders, and that's what's happened here with Romantic Warrior, I, I can't help but feel like they've been paid an appearance fee, because I can't see any other reason why it would be here, but I just think this horse is has got panels on this slot, I mean, they're, they're, there's nice horses, there's a Melbourne Cup winner in there, there's some Group 1 winners, but I mean, this horse is just an absolute top draw. Group one, weight for age, international sort of star. Like, they, they, they don't get much weight relief. The set weights and penalty suits, romantic warrior. It just has to be. 80% fit to win. I mean, I don't know what the market's gonna do. It could start $2.50, it could start a dollar fifty. I mean, if it was running in its backyard in Hong Kong, it'd be it'd be a dollar thirty shot. But because it's had to travel, I mean they're not machines horses. There's been rumors about its feed that they've had to change <laughs> the feed and it's just I mean, that probably murkies the water for some punters, but I just think as they say, class is permanent.
0: I just love that you've got the classiest horse going around. It's easily the best in the race. It usually starts at buck thirty, but obviously there are genuine factors, but it's just amusing to me that it's what it's had for breakfast that could be throwing punters <laughs> off, putting mass amounts of money on. The travel I get, or the fact that it's not on the course like it normally is in Hong Kong, but just the furor this week, for anyone who didn't hear, the grain wasn't up to snuff, it wasn't Australian standard, whatever the bloody meal was, it wasn't allowed its Cocoa Pops. So it's got to go source some dodgy rice bubbles and put some Milo in it or something but yeah I just I'm fascinated with what romantic Warriors have having for brekkie and uh, and the way that that can fluctuate the market
1: yeah well it probably fluctuates the early market I think by the time the race starts mm. uh, the, the punters who really dictate the starting price will will have stepped in I think they'll keep it solid I can't see it getting out the gate because I mean this horse is just got lengths on him. If we go through some of the um, competitors, I mean, Gold Trips, the Melbourne Cup winner, but who came back really well at the Valley. But it's going to be Barry 18. Drop it out the back. It'll run on. Um, this definitely isn't its target race. West Wind Blows, a nice UK horse, but you want to see a marker push. Ossa penka I think, uh, way under the odds. This is a horse who we know is a nice horse, but has its limitations. So. And Solcom's a horse who's looking at the Caulfield Cup, Melbourne Cup, and probably not here to win this race. So romantic warrior, absolute beast of a horse, and as I said, 80% fit. They won't know which way it went.
0: Not to oversimplify it, if the main query is whether it's pulled up well from the travel, whether it's enjoying its breakfast of the morning, whatever it might be, is there a huge chance that when it goes to parade 20 minutes before the race, people look at
1: it and go, geez, that's in good nick, and plunge? I'm not huge on the mounting yard, but this is a horse who would... That's the quote I wanted. It could be... <laughs> Benny Clifton, not huge in the mounting yard. No, but this is a horse, if you if you are a mounting yard fiend, mm. yeah, I think if it parades well and looks good, then yeah, I think it'll be off the map.
0: Well, it's a day for jump out perverts and mounting yard fiends. You heard it here first. Let's go to the penultimate now in race nine. Things are getting kinky on record number two. 1,200 metres ra- is race nine. Star Patrol is about 2.45. That's your favourite. Then Jigsaw, looking to piece it together at about 4.50. Say Magique. For the French fans out there of magic, whew, you'd be a good hang. That's at six fifty and triple missile. Is at nine bucks fifty, Ben?
1: Yeah, a little tricky this race. I mean, Star Patrol first up was off the map, five fifteen to four twenty, off off an inglorious performance in the new market. But um, obviously, getting back to its best, it's a horse who's had a, a few issues, I believe. It's been sparingly raced, but at times has looked absolutely top draw, and it, it didn't wasn't particularly run to suit. I mean, it sat second on a really hot tempo but that hot tempo sort of took the sprint out of the horses back in the field and it sort of benefited from that no doubt a chance drawn probably the right part of the track and been a little bit of early market support for it so if you want to back backstar patrol couldn't talk you out of it i think jigsaw is the weakness of the market. this is a horse who i've never had much time for. It's never really done much on the clock. Nice enough horse for connections and whatever, but at the current quote I mean, what did they open it up? It's already drifted from that. I mean, it's drifted from about 340 out to 460. And um I can't see where um who's going to back that to to stop the drift. So it'll probably continue the drift. Say Majik was the one who sort of interested me a little bit. I thought it was a decent effort um first up behind Benedetta. Um obviously needed the run on that occasion. Got a really good figure uh, in the Cornwall Stud Stakes before a spell, uh, but it was forty to one on that occasion. So can you trust that figure? I don't know. So anyway, a lot of gibberish there, but it all sums <laughs> up in that I don't really, I don't really know about this race, and uh, we've got a bet in the last, so I think that can take us out a winner.
0: Let's do that then, mate. Let's go to the last indeed at fourteen hundred. our favourite is Tamer Lane at four bucks. Thanks in part to the late scratching of Detonator Jack. Mmm, Gala is at 6.50. Charterhouse is at 8.50, 9.50 for Nicolini Vito is our winner amongst those.
1: Yeah, and I think, you know, with Detonator Jack and Cotaheli in the race, um, it was going to be a strong race, but I think it just takes a little bit of the steam out of it and, I think I've narrowed it down to two chances I'm only going to back one of them be, um, because it has map advantages and that's Tamer Lane I think really good first up effort behind Radina at Randwick last start gets Damian Lane here and Damian Lane's done some good things over the 1400 metres with a horse called Scalopini and I think he should ride this horse the same way so it'll push forward, it'll be hard to beat and the other horse who I think is a chance is Charterhouse nice horse but I just think Barrier 16 is going to have to go well back in, way back in the field and yeah, I think Tamerlane would have kicked clear by then. But I think I've narrowed it down to those two chances and Tamerlane is my bet.
0: Leaning towards Tamerlane in the last, I like it. Let me run through the card if I can, mate. We kick off with a strong one in race one. Buse is the weakness there. So Benny's on number 13, extravagant star. Shouldering arms to the non-starters in race two. Steer clear, you pervs. Race three, the favourite hasn't showed you enough. So you're on rip Raw at good value yet again. Have a bit each way there. In race four, you thought Legacies wasn't particularly crying out for the mile. Who is? Despite the tricky barrier draw, you're on Poifect. Race five is another tricky one. Lots of different form lines coming together. I hate when that happens. No bet for you. Race six, we're extremely short on Princess Grace, although Life Lessons is moving the market. Forget those guys. Get on the Oman. Get on the Skew Whiff. Race 7. Jeez, you're a huge fan of First Immortal. It may well end up in the race that stops the nation. Will it be this year? Who knows? We're not enamored enough to be on it this weekend. Race 8. You're on the Hong Kong Traveller. You reckon that the breakfast isn't an issue, and even if it's trotting around at 80%, it's first past the post, that seems like it's your best. You're on Romantic Warrior in the Turnbull. Race 9. See, Magique slightly interests you, but not enough to tip it in. And Race Ten, Charterhouse is definitely a chance, but you, my friend, are on Tamer Lane. I'm assuming, after all that, that Romantic Warrior has got to be your best bet.
1: Yeah, it is. I mean, this is a horse of immense interest for me. I just think, you know, it's destined for the Cox Plate and it'll win this on the way through. So happy to back Romantic Warrior. If you're looking for a best value, I think Rip Roar in race three was the one... Uh, I just think it maps well, nice horse on the up, New Zealand bred, New Zealand trained, and, yeah, I'd rather back that than the favourite. Perfect stuff, Benny. Well, we got there
0: in the end, mate. Second time's a charm, always good to get a rehearsal in. Everyone else who's just stuck with us for the first and only time, probably just as arduous a task, really, we do appreciate it. Just imagine what you could be buying instead and set yourself that deposit limit. Enjoy your Saturday, have fun at the track or wherever you might be, and thanks to you, Benny, I'll see you... Next week.
1: Thank you very much, Sonny. Good luck, punters, on the week.
0: Good luck, punters.